Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Socially Savvy T2T, broadcasting live here at Lucky Strike in Bellevue. I'm your host, LB Duchess, with a panel of our 16 to 26-year-olds here to talk about what being socially savvy is to mean to them and what they want from their social experience now and in the future. So um, please feel free to give us a call at 323-843-6090 if you'd like to be a conversation today. Um, we're going to be, I'm sure, pretty diverse in what we're talking about. We've got... Uh, three different high schools represented here, or, or possibly four. Um, and in the future, we do have some uh, college students that are going to be calling in, as well as uh, some people actually entered into the workforce. So why don't we start out? Um, today's show is brought to you by Galaza Energy Drinks and Lucky Strike. So I'm going to start with on here to my right and um, introduce yourself. Tell us where you go to school and just a little bit about you. All right. So my name is Yannis Katsonis. I I'm 17. I go to Newport High School. Uh, a little bit of myself is I I play baseball for that school. Um, I have been outside the United States to Spain and Costa Rica for my Spanish immersion, you could say, program that I've been in since kindergarten. So uh, I'm also going to be going to Spain this year. So be, I'm so jealous. I, I don't like you right now. Yeah, it's, re- it's really fun. It's fun. And I hope to be... A, I hope to go to Mexico sometime in the near future. That'd be fun. Hopefully with some cousins of mine. Well, we're going. (laughs) I I believe you're also um, a health speaker at school. Yes. For my government class. Awesome. That we are we're doing like a mock trial of the House of Representatives. So we all voted, and then right now we're in the process of submitting bills to different uh, committees, and then those committees will vote on them, and then. A bunch of extra credits involved for all of us, but yeah, it's just a like a interesting experience you get to have at school. That's awesome. Yeah, so it's pretty cool. Okay, Miss Katya, you're next. Okay. Um, my name's Katya Furlong, and I am 17, and I attend Interlake High School here in Bellevue. Um, I am on our class office for the class of 2012, um, and. Uh, I coach gymnastics outside of school um, in federal way, um, and that's about it. Awesome. Okay, and our other guest over here? My name is Sydney Brovic. I'm just turned 18, and I'm a senior in Interlake High School. I'm also involved with student government at Interlake High School. I'm our associated student body president, or as you could say, the Obama of our school. Oh, my gosh, that's too funny. <laughs> Okay, Mr. Dorian. All right, so uh, my name is Dorian Kaufman. Um, I like Yanni's. I play uh, baseball, football, and uh, couple of sports. And I have a bunch of hobbies I like to do. Um, I've been to Mexico a few times. Uh, and that about wraps it up for you. I can't talk any louder here, buddy. The microphone only works so good. <laughs> Come on, man. Um, I am not in any special programs at school. Just doing school. I go to school at Cedar Crest High School in Duval. And uh, that's about it. Awesome. 
Okay, well, I figured we would start off by talking about what the definitions of um, social and savvy are, just so that we have a really good starting point uh, to go forward with, especially with all of our conversations. Uh, I would probably then say, you guys, you know, dealing with um, definitions in English class and all that kind of stuff, you learned just how important those definitions of words and understanding them properly are. I think it's easier for your generation being in that school system and still working with definitions and learning the true meanings of the word without too much time passing where you get a chance to skew it you know, with too much time going. Yeah. Uh, you'll probably now get time to establish what it is that you want and start to set into motion. Uh, a lot of people think that their life starts when they turn 21, 22, 23, but you guys are age where you start to dictate how you want your social experiences to be, what you want from them, um, and what the boundaries and parameters are. Yeah. Um, so you can offset things like uh, we were talking about politically correct, which none of our favorite topics. <laughs> we're going to have fun with this one, I can tell. Okay, so um, defining social. Basically, social is of or relating to society and its organizations. Um or relating to or designed for activities in which people meet each other for pleasure or informal social gatherings. Um, is there anything else you guys, when you think of the word social, what comes to mind for you guys? Chilling with my buds. Chilling with your buds. Yep. All right. <laughs> Hanging uh, with my homies. <laughs> I kind of uh, think of, like, um, interact, like, Interactions between people, like not necessarily like in like organization like setting, but like interactions of people. That's good. Yeah, I think it's the adjective of being social and having the ability to interact with people and understand them and be able to develop strong relations. That's a good point. I like that. Uh, for me, it could be like it's like a combination of like both like people you don't know. Like you could be like socially involved with them and people you, it could be at school or like friends so it's like a whole entire range of but basically being social with like other people or interacting with other people in different aspects of what you do cool okay savvy it's one of my favorite words um, by definition savvy is shrewdness and practical knowledge especially in politic, politics or business um, and a simpler version is to know and understand if you're savvy about something you know and understand whatever it is that you're doing talking about participating in. Um, would you say that uh, most peers are savvy when it comes to socializing? No. <laughs> Definitely, I think they are, for sure. They are savvy in, in how oh, they yeah. socialize? Oh, yeah. What about you? I think a lot of people have a lot to learn about what's socially acceptable and unacceptable. I agree with that. Yeah, I think some people think they know, but not all the time that they know everything regarding with savviness and social yeah. circumstances. But yeah, I think everyone has like the basics of what to do and not do. I think like morally, you could say like not hit them or something, or like <laughs> just the bare just randomly just the bare minimum to to keep to them from falling on their face. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so with that in mind, what what do boundaries mean to you? I mean, if you're in a social setting. What does having boundaries, what are the pluses to having boundaries? Let's start with that. I just see it as like having a filter in terms of like what you know is like okay and like not. Kind of like, I know it's like pretty broad, but. No, I think that's good. Yeah, like having a filter is like what's acceptable. Um, I kind of see it as more of like sympathy and empathy because 
you gotta know, like boundaries to me is like, if you if you were with someone and you were mad at them, for example, like you wouldn't be like, I'm gonna punch him because if if I punch him and he punched me, I wouldn't like that, so I'm not gonna do that. Like that's the Like you gotta kind of make that clear, and that's an example, but there's a lot more you can use for that. But that's I think good. that's an example. Of I also think boundaries include there are some sensitive topics that shouldn't be talked about in certain settings and something about being savvy is knowing when to talk about those certain things and who to talk about this and I agree. Uh boundaries. Uh, I think it's what society makes like its boundaries, its own boundaries. Um, for example, like every society has something different that they do within their culture. It's like when you see someone, you kiss them on the cheek, for example, like in Europe or whatever, or you shake hands uh-huh. or you give a hug or something like that. So, What do you think the plus of having those boundaries are? What, what, are, what are some pluses of having those boundaries set in motion? Well, you have your own separate culture, so you have your own identity that you classify yourself as. And um, going back to boundaries, which means it's basically like what people except in society. Like, you'll have different boundaries within your own school. You'll have different boundaries outside of school, different boundaries in, like, the real workforce, for right. example. It's just what society makes, of, like, a culture of, like, the unrules of what how you should behave, and technically, or basically. Okay. What do you think, um, you know, we're in a time in our society where there's not a lot of filters. Um, there's not a lot of boundaries, and the, the few boundaries that are out there um, seem to be a little bit skewed. What do you guys think would be the negative to having boundaries? Do you see Do you see any negatives in having boundaries, or do you the think negative? I feel like in a way, boundaries can also act as like limits, kind of like or like oppressors in terms of like how you like your perspective on everything. In a sense, like. Yeah, they're good to an extent. But at the same time, like, are they necessarily like what we need? I guess is what I'm. That's true. Kind of adding on to that, it's like you, when you create a boundary, you may have the idea or thought process that you want to create like a like a well environment or like a like a good setting where everyone can like get along and stuff. But at times, like even though those intentions are put forward, that doesn't necessarily mean that action will be that. Like you could have a negative impact on, I don't know, restricting. Going places that night or something like that, like a curfew, for instance, or like uh-huh. uh, for like driving, for instance. Uh, I know for personal experience, for uh, I think when you first get your license or until you're 18, you can't go out like past like two. Even though there's nothing to do at two, that's just like one example. <laughs> that's why it's yeah, because yeah, there's yeah, nothing yeah. to do. <laughs> so it's, it's just an example. But, yeah. No, that's a good example. Um, the reason I ask about the the whole boundaries things is, would you agree that in being social, if you want to be social? You have to be somewhat likable. Yeah. Yeah. And people yeah, have to definitely. be comfortable around. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So if you have certain boundaries in place that allow for more people to be comfortable around you, you'll probably be more social, huh? Well, yeah. like I don't want to go hang out with a bunch of people that are doing things I don't like to do. Like I'm not going to feel comfortable if people are smoking pot of them. I'm not going to be comfortable around them. No, that's that's a good point. Yeah, you never want to be in an awkward situation with people. So it's good to have that skill to kind of steer away from that. So boundaries kind of give you a comfort zone to know what to expect when you walk into a situation. Yeah. Yeah, you can say that. Okay, cool. 
Okay, let's see here. Um, here's a good question for you guys. What bugs you about your generation's social interactions right now? Something that really bugs me is that generation is kind of looking for the best thing to do. So I'm trying to make plans with people. They're always like, uh, you know, maybe I'll be there. Like, we'll see. Then last minute, it's either a yes or a no, and it kind of skews whatever plans I have. Or like, better yet, when that happens and they just like don't hit you up at all. Or like, you text someone and they just don't respond. It's like, awesome. <laughs> like, thanks. Adding on to what they just said, um, yeah, just the fact that people are so indecisive, like, they can't stick to something like this, like, they can't, like, hear about something like, oh, yeah, I'll be there, like, go to a party or a gathering. They won't commit. They they won't commit. They're, like, because, you know, the small percent of something else, like, maybe a little more fun or that's going to be with someone that you are better friends with pops up, they won't take that down because they committed already because they don't want commitment in their life, I think. That's a good point. Uh, so actually, is, uh, our generation, since we have like the big boom of technology, we've gotten so like, I would say like entangled into the process of that. We need to have like the best phones. Yeah. Like if you don't have the best phone, like you're not like as cool as us for instance, the iPhone. And so it's like everyone seems to have an iPhone, even though it's, it's just a phone. But uh, our society like, makes that like a necessity for our generation. Like it, uh, the manufacturers apply to us as like as teenagers and stuff, that we want to like, look cool and stuff and feel cool. Don't you love marketing? <laughs> for me, the social interaction of that, we need our technology is kind of skewed. We've kind of secluded ourselves. You see, everywhere you walk around, you see everyone on phones and stuff. Instead of like, I don't know, even though it's kind of weird to just talk with a stranger, you know, it's just fun to talk with other people, but everyone has gotten themselves so secluded in their own households with their own, like computers, Xboxes, all these things. And they don't really have time for going out, meeting new people and having fun outside their house or on their phone and looking at Facebook or Twitter or whatever, like, worrying about what other people have to do with their lives instead of, like, what they can, like, do with theirs. Seeing, like, oh, what is Johnny doing next weekend? Or what is Sally doing, like, today? So do you feel like people live vicariously through things like Facebook rather than living their own life? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah. Going off of that, our generation is... is the The current generation has so much access to technology, and yet most of our generation isn't truly informed about, like, global events and not even like basic things such as geography like I'm from Denmark which is a country in Europe and a lot of people are like oh you're going to Colorado I'm like no that's Denver (laughs) (laughs) that's another place (laughs) to just kind of learn the basics of the world well and I think um, at least from what I see with your generation there's there is so much information out there and it seems like for you guys, it's going to be tough to try to find directions because everybody, you know, we have all these different opinions, which is one of the big things we're going to talk about is opinion here shortly. It makes it difficult to have a, a you know, place where you can all talk about things and, and feel comfortable. Uh, I don't know. I just, I, I look at your generation and I look at ours and, I mean, we struggle because we have no filters right now. Um, and, the boundaries that we do have seem a little bit skewed. So I think for you guys, the tough thing is going to be to try to maneuver through this and create those boundaries early. So when you get into your 30s, 
you have a, a level of expectation like our grandparents did with um, Emily Post's little blue book. It was the book of etiquette, so everybody knew it was expected. And you had a much better um, social experience overall, whether it was at a dinner party, at somebody's house, a social gathering, um, you know, fundraiser. It didn't matter. Everybody knew what to wear, what not to wear kind of thing. Okay. Um, how do you guys feel about the term politically correct? Oh, gosh. <laughs> uh, I don't just like it. Be correct. Don't even be politically correct. Just fact. So what is it about politically correct you don't like? It's just like, like you're trying to please everyone. Uh, that's like its thought process, being politically correct. Like you can't say, you can't say like one thing without offending one person. That one person has to ruin it like everyone. Like there's not that honesty that you have anymore. Like in the politics, they seem to like lie, like every single like line they say, like just to try to get their campaign to go up or something. Like, and they always have to be careful what they say. They say, oh, oh shoot, I said like this bad thing about this specific group or whatever, or like this specific person. Now I have like a whole entire like million dollars worth of like attacking and stuff, ads or like whatever it is, or like, like you're getting like sued for like a word. It's like, and like it's it's our society's fault for making it like that because we allowed, you could say all these steps that you be said, like just basically be illegal, you can say in a way and quote, quote, um, and like everyone's like afraid to just like say what they say on their mind, and, and I, I think it's kind of sad how we can't like speak our truth or speak our mind anymore, like on TV and that other good stuff. So, now that's my view. I kind of feel like political correctness. It's it's like <laughs> it's like it's hard to defend, but I feel like in a sense, like yeah, it's a great thing. We're trying to like respect everyone's like opinions or like how they live their lives, but at the same time, it's like I feel like we're losing individualism within each person because we're trying to be so general towards everyone's beliefs and or their you know sexual orientation or whether it's race or anything I just feel like we're kind of losing ourselves in it yeah I think sometimes political correctness goes too far for example not all African Americans really identify themselves as being from Africa anymore. A lot of like families in the United States have been here for generations and don't identify with the culture anymore. And to to that extent, political correctness it can all be like offensive in a way. Um so sometimes it just goes too far. I would agree. Do you guys feel that it um feeds to mediocrity? Like to strive for mediocrity? No, I'm, I mean, do you feel like the political being politically correct um, puts us in more of a situation where that's all that? Yeah, it's just we're mediocre. Everything. We're just going to strive for like mediocrity. We're just yeah, we're stay. not. We, nobody people hesitate to strive for more because of the whole political correctness. I think it could be linked to it a little bit. Um, being a society where we believe that. Basically, winners succeed and losers fail, in a sense. Um, and that's what has made this country grow the past years with businesses and all these different people that make that strive to do like what they like want to do. Um, and sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but that's what makes this country great, and say. Um, but to be going back to politically correctness and mediocrity, it, it kind of sets that bar saying, like, you need to watch your step on what you do in the future, like how you want to run your business. Do you want to be a business that is viewed as like positive in the eyes of the public or negative? 
So like, in a way, and you have to be careful what you say, and other, your other like members in your, you could say, corporation, like, have to be careful what they say. If they say something bad, like, you as the leader, poorly, yeah. you, you as the leader is like you're responsible for that person, even though like I've kind of slipped it out on that, like on accident, because we all we all know like like what is offensive to everyone. We all know like history. We've we've done all of that, but um, yeah, it's just I, yeah, I think it has a little bit something to do with me actually that we're standing for. Maybe a little bit, yeah. It pushes us towards yeah. that. Uh, and uh, the reason I, th- I think about the sports with what you guys do with sport now, where um, there's very few teams where uh, not everybody makes the team. And um, things like most valuable play or things like um, um, celebrating first and second and third place, uh, they do less and less of that because you don't want to make somebody who came in last place feel bad about them. How do you feel about that? I mean, what do you do you think everybody should feel good about themselves all the time? Do you think um, that we should eliminate things like most valuable player and not celebrate people who work hard? As far as it goes in high school, uh, cutting people from sports, high school is, at least in my perspective, like a way to prepare us as young adults for like going out into the real world and being independent, older adults. And that isn't really how the real world functions. There is no... There is a first and second. There is no everyone's equal, everyone's good. And instead of looking at it as I lost in this area, it should be viewed as there's different areas that people have strength in, and you can't be number one in everything. So that's a good point. Being a sport-minded person, I mean, I'm not a great academic, but as far as it goes for my, like, where I go to school, it's... Being a winner, like, it's clear. Like, you can't... That's like me taking a 4.0 away from a a tech kid, like, saying my 3-point GPA is equal to your 4.0. And, like, if I'm clearly a better player than someone else and I beat them for a position, I think it's ridiculous that people have brought down the standards and have said, oh, we're all equal and we all deserve equal playing time. And, And... and that's not how it goes, like uh, uh, she said. It's not like that in the real world. And I mean, your first boss isn't going to be like, okay, well, I'll pay you such and such. And if you look at them and go, well, so-and-so gets the amount of money, and they've only been here for a week. I mean, you're not going to get, you're like, oh, okay, you're right. I'll, I'll give you that thing, too. I mean, you kind of got to earn it. Oh, I agree with that. I think you're right. I think you do need to earn it. I think you guys are in for a tough ride. <laughs> sure. uh, I, I get kind of mad, like, and yeah, I can say I'm pissed off whenever, like, aggravated, you have, like, yeah, when you have, Definitely. you lose, and then you get a trophy because you lost, like that, like you lost, like you shouldn't get anything, and then people are, like congratulating, you know, oh, you did such a good job, like, no, we didn't do a good job, we lost, like, that's why we lost, we didn't do a job. So I guess like when you're younger, I guess. You can kind of say that your parents are trying to, like, keep you. I'm not trying to, like, bring you down all the time. But there's a certain point where it gets to the point, like, you're babying your child too much to the point where they think yeah. that the whole entire life is going to be a fairy tale, which it, it really isn't. Like, there is, in the real world, there's a winner and there's a loser. You get a job or you don't. You're paid or you don't. And so it's, like, it's it's kind of parents' fault and society's fault in the later generations. It's not to make you guys all mad, but... uh. <laughs> It's kind of true how how everyone 
my, my mom and dad always talk about how, like, in birthdays, for instance, like, everyone gets, like, a present for someone else's birthday. Like, I ba- hate back that. then, it was like, you get presents for the person who's. Like birthday, it is. Like yeah. You're celebrating their day, not your day. Like, you, like goodies at the end. Like, that's just how you get goodies. Just, just go to the store and go get some goodies if you want some goodies. But uh, <laughs> same with sports. Like, you get uh, the most value player and all that stuff. That does. I believe that is that's like a part of like uh, high school at least for sports because like you get to see as a, like a team who like contributed or who did you like. On when that when the time was needed, so like I think those type of categories are good, but like a trophy, you know, like just like a trophy for playing participation, participation, like it's just ridiculous. It's just, yeah, it's ridiculous. It's crazy. And saying that everyone is special is kind of another way of saying no one's special because we're all equal. We can't recognize people's various achievements, and I really think it is part of life. Sometimes we have to fail. And then we learn from our mistakes, we figure out what we do, and it makes us stronger people, and we grow from it. I would agree. Totally. Okay, so this is one of the um, topics, because you guys did bring up social media here a little bit ago. That would be a really good thing to start out with and talk about um, on another show with our demographic being 30 to 60-something. And newer to the, you know, we've only, social media is like one of, probably 15 technologies that runs through the course of our life since we were your age. And social media has been like the hype, the main part of, you know, you guys live and breathe it and have knowledge. I mean, there's things I'm sure you guys could do on Facebook that would just make my head spin. I'd be like, okay, what did you do? How did you do that? What was that? Um, and with that in mind, you, like what you were saying earlier, Yanis, about on the interactions where people are interacting um, with anything other than social media, they don't know how to interact in person. Social media etiquette has come into play where because they don't have any social media, when it comes to being on something like Facebook, that lack of skill comes through on how they treat and talk to people on Facebook and manage their own Facebook page. Uh, so I thought it would be interesting to touch base on some of the things and run by you guys what you thought as far as what to do and what not to do on, on uh, social media etiquette. Uh, how, if you were to describe how you should treat people on social media, but if you've never met them, what would you, what words would you use? How would you say? You know, it could be a stranger. It could be your best friend. What's your mindset when you're engaging somebody on social media? How do you treat them? Just online or in person? Online. Social media is on, on okay. is is everything <laughs> that is outside of face to face contact. I think you have to be really careful about what you say because social media kind of puts a wall in front of you. And you have to sit there and think, you know, would I really say this to them in person? As, especially, like, if you're, like, having a social media fight or whatever. You know, would you really say something to someone in person like that? Would You know, and you kind of just have to take a step back and think about the face-to-face contact because social media really does the wall between you and the people you're contacting. Because you can't see their face. Can't their expression or yeah. get a feeling off of and them, and you you can't tell sarcasm either. So a lot of it yeah. can be screwed, and that's true. Yeah. With that, you mentioned fighting, Facebook fights, social media fights. Do you think those are something that should be done on an open forum, or do you think people should learn to pop it into a back message? I definitely think people should learn to pick up the phone and, you know, <laughs> a lot of the because I think a lot of that stuff comes out from misunderstanding, you know, joking that you can't you can't hear sarcasm through and I think that's one of the origins of 
like fighting through social media and people should just learn to pick up the phone like even with texting especially um skyping i mean <laughs> yeah you skype them <laughs> exactly or see them face to face that's normal yeah or you know me that's interesting yeah <laughs> i'm i'm doing that actually face to face for coffee way. problem solved well, some of the, the social media to-dos that we had listed when we were talking about it um, with our McGraths was um, to try to always be positive in your interactions. Uh, I feel like from my perspective, and you guys tell me what your perspective is, do you feel like there's a lot of social, uh, a lot of verbal barfing that goes on? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, at times. Yeah, at times. Yeah. Facebook, I think, yeah. Uh, a lot of You can do it like through is or verbal barfing. Yeah, like yeah. I feel like a lot of people, what they do is like they kind of see Facebook as like a way to just update every minute of their day. So they'll be yeah. like, just went yeah. on a walk. Okay, gonna go hop in the shower, and it's just like I don't. Why do you do that? To make like, to get attention. To feel wanted. Yeah, like they they think that everyone sees them as like a nothing, so they want them to to, to one second. Uh, they want other people to see them as like special, like do all these things. They are important in the life and all that stuff. And but they if you're really yeah, like really insecure about like posting what you do every single second in your life, and you, that's yeah, that's not living really. That's just like I don't know what it is. It's just not normal in my point of view. Yeah. The, re- the rest of us are like we don't really care. care. Yeah, exactly. like, yeah. Like, it's like I brush my teeth, that. I walk my dog. <laughs> I, mean, I don't really care. I think it, it, like, I just think it's that they don't have else better to do. Like, they don't have a sport to go play or, you know, they may not, they may do running, <laughs> running starters somewhere. They're not in school half the day. And, oh. And so they feel the need to just, like, announce their life to everyone and no one. What, what would you say to those people? How would you, if they said, well, I want to be a part of it, I just don't know how, how how would you encourage them to be a, be a part of it? Be a part of that. Be like, interesting. Be a part of that like status thing about every single like thing about the life? or No, about, about changing that. If somebody, you had a friend who was doing it, and they're like, I don't understand why you know, nobody responds to my post. I don't understand. <laughs> what, what would you say to this person? Besides the blatant, you've got to be kidding friends. me, right? Definitely find new friends. <laughs> Well, if it's a friend, he that specific person has a couple friends, or like he has friends, like say straight up to him, like you have other like more important things in life than Facebook, basically. Like you have like friends are gonna last more than Facebook. Go on, maybe. It's technology. I don't, think Go. I don't know. I don't know. I Those like... relationships are like pure. So like Facebook, your relationship with Facebook isn't like. <laughs> <laughs> It's like a screen in you. It's not like emotion. <laughs> do they call those? Stuff. They call the um, your video or your virtual person is your um, avatar. Yeah. Oh god. I, I don't know. I feel like to those people, like to an extent, you have to be kind of blunt because, like, for to get the picture and just yeah, kind of like no one cares. Like, please, like get a Twitter for or something. Stop. Like, stop filling <laughs> up my newsfeed. <laughs> do you think if people look? at their social media interactions as more of an avatar of them. Do you think they would change the way they um, utilize Facebook? So if you if you started envisioning every post that you did on Facebook as um, a avatar of you sitting in front of somebody, do you think that would change how they're how they're posting? 
fake you. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, basically a, a mini representation of you, you stand in front of that I see with the social media is that um, it that wall that you guys were talking about and nobody has found a way to really put it in your mind where you're speaking to, to imagine that you're standing in front of them instead of looking at a screen. Okay, yeah. I think you have to know the person in person really well for that to work out. Like, I mean, if they know Yanni, it's my cousin, and he was just someone I maybe hung out with a few times and talk to on Facebook all the time, like, I wouldn't do that because I don't have that friendship with him. So, I think you have to know a person well enough to do that, to talk, to, to really talk to them over Facebook about anything. That's a good point. Yeah, I think, I think Facebook, when it was first created, like, I use it to, like, because I have some people, I've moved away from a lot of places and it helps to like, like talk to them. Like, even though you can't see them face they to face, you can talk to like, hey, I haven't seen you in like forever, like three months or whatever. How's it going? What are you doing? Like, people go off to college, like friends of yours, like family members that may not live in the state. So like, in that essence, it's good to keep track of those who like you want, but it's people who, like you can see face to face, but you don't choose to, you decide to do it virtually. And you're basically, in an essence, you're like that fake identity, like your avatar. Like, it's not you. It's like a miniature interview, it's like a fake you. So it's like you're putting yourself as like that fake person towards other people through like Facebook instead of using your own person, talking to them on the phone for instance, or like seeing them face to face, like grab a cup of coffee or go eat lunch or go on and wherever. So it's just, Good point. yeah, changed. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. What do you think about um, opinions? Do you, do you think mean? we do you think we've gone too far with our with the the whole idea of opinions? Keep them to yourself. I think it depends on like how you look at opinion. Like, obviously, everyone's like entitled to their own opinion, but in terms of like speaking it, like there's something kind of back to the whole like political correctness thing. Like you can just keep to yourself. I guess. Yeah. Like you know, you don't have to go around and boast everything you're talking about all the time. Like, not be, like I know my dad does that. Like talks about his opinions. <laughs> Well, and, and you see a lot of it this this last few generations and going into you is where, you know, if you take a look at the history of mankind, we've always had opinions. But for whatever reason, we've never felt the need to voice every single opinion that comes through our brain like we today. And I just have to wonder if that complicates people's thought process knowing that there, somebody has an opinion about everything that they do and that they're probably going to have to hear about it. I'm not for opinions. Um, there's, as I said, like there's, like I, like I was saying before, like the unwritten boundaries that you do. Like for example, you wouldn't call a black person like the N word, like out of nowhere. Like you, you, I don't think you would do that. Like when you're with them, like you know it's history. Like you know, like you've been raised not to say it. Then again, everyone's raised a different way, and everyone ha- like thinks or sees the world in their own eyes. So in other places, oh jeez, in other places, uh, some people aren't allowed to voice their own opinions like they'll get shot or killed and uh here in america like we've kind of i wouldn't say take we haven't necessarily take it for granted but we haven't done it to like the fullest like that we can um i think because um, sometimes some words that are unacceptable that's some things that you could say in like the workplace can't say that but you're like wondering like why can't you say it? like why can't we do that 
And then, but there's some stuff, yes, R&D that our society has created through the years that are unacceptable. But however, there's some things that I'm pretty sure my fellow colleagues here and then other people like say, like, why why can't we do that? Why is there no point to that? Is there like a specific reason why we can't do a certain thing? And you think sometimes history skews things to the point where it just doesn't matter anymore? I'm not necessarily that because history is what makes today basically. Like due to our history is what happens today. Um, but going back, I was talking about the N word and its history. Um, our society has made that like a bad word, like the word F, like F U C K. Back like in the in England or whenever it originated, it was just it was like a license, like prostitution. Where prostitution was legal, it was just like a F U C K license. But like in today's society, we've noted that word as like the the mother of all swear. So it's just how a society creates each word or phrase, and our society has done that with a multiple of aspects as well as words. So to change that, we have to change as a society, and right now that's what's going and how it's going towards the future and making everyone feel good about themselves, making everyone feel like they in their own way, making everyone feel like number one. Um, it's not going to change if, if it's going to go on that road. Well, and that's, I think, why we brought this up, because you you guys are the ones to change. You guys are the ones to decide. You truly do now, um, from that 6 to 26, you truly do decide what your society is going to find acceptable and non-acceptable by what um, your interactions are with people, what you allow and what you don't allow. And um, so I think that's a good point. That does is a point, and you do need to think about that. I truly believe that if you want to have a different experience with you and your soul group, it has to start with you. You can't look to the past saying somebody else has done something. You can't look to the future and say, I'm going to wait for somebody else. You have to take it upon yourself and decide what's important to you and decide what it is that you need from your society and start to form that. Find out how many other people share that opinion. I've talked to so many people in your your generation that are really, really tired of all the stuff out there, all that, you know, and the reason we brought up the whole politically correct is I think a lot of people feel guilty by um, things like affirmative action and um, politically correctness, you know, making it, making it easier for somebody who cannot um, live up to the expectation to have a, a shot at a position that they haven't earned. Survival of the fittest. Survival of the fittest. And, you know, we're in the past, and this is why, why I was trying to trying to tie this all together, where in the past there was a reason for it, and it helped in, in a time where um, everything was unbalanced to the point where it was unnatural. We now kind of have an, more of an even playing field, don't you think? I mean, people don't really look at, I mean, our history is Mexican, and we've got Mexican in us and, and Spanish in us. Um, you know, those, those stereotypes don't really affect our lives anymore. You know, what the only thing that seems to really truly affect your life in the United States is education. Um, how you present yourself. I mean, even your social standing. If you come from a poor family, there's nothing that can't be done in the United States. So I think you're correct, Yonis, when you say that there's some of these things that they don't make sense to you guys because they really don't have any place in society anymore. Okay, I love this one. What not to do in social media? You guys have some ideas of things that you want that you feel that people should not be doing in social media. I think that it, this is targeted towards the female population. <laughs> um, I think that 
girls need to learn what is classy and what is not. Because, what is trashy? Like, <laughs> yeah, like what is classy and what is trashy? Because I'll go on Facebook and I'll see little like 14-year-old girls who go to my school and they have pictures of themselves without pants on. And I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, please take that down. I don't know. I just feel like people need to, like, again, it's like back to that filter thing. Like, what's okay and what's not okay? Like, would you want your grandparents to just this? Obviously not. No. Again, at the girls' photo albums that are titled Me and have several hundred pictures in them. It's a, it's a little van, a vein there. As far as, we don't need to see 500 pictures of you. We know what you look like. <laughs> what do you What do you do? I think it's a little different. It's like, if you go on a vacation once a year and it's always something different and it ends up to be fun, then it's kind of, okay, yeah, I get that. But pictures in the mirror of yourself with no one around. <laughs> yep. That was a big one on social media lately. Like, me in the mirror. Here's yeah, like, like hey, hang on, let me get a picture of this one, guys. I don't know what changed about the picture. Maybe the towel in the background or what, but... <laughs> like, if it's a vacation, yeah, that's great, <laughs> but... Yeah. Okay, we have some other what-not-to-dos. Um, for social media, what kinds of things that are people are doing that you think just... They just need to stop. Oh, gosh. I don't know. Sexting needs to never, ever happen. That's <laughs> okay, but that's not a public thing. That's that's between... Oh, but some people make it public. That... Really? I'm sorry, that's a yeah. little out of generation. <laughs> yeah, you're yeah now, that's Bob. a no-no. <laughs> Do you guys realize that once you've posted something, it's... even if you delete it, it's still there. It's you can still there. somebody can still retrieve that. Yeah, like I I was listening to the radio the other day and apparently um they've decided that Twitter is now going to be archived in the what is it, the the national like Congress Live or whatever it's called. I can't mm-hmm. remember. Wow. But um yeah. So like I don't know, it just kinda makes you stop and think twice, like do I really wanna say that or like yeah, back to that, yeah. yeah back to that. Let's uh go back to that. Let's, not to say that dudes and don't want, like, when you post something, or, like, when you're younger, you make a mistake. You make it all the time. And then, uh, well, I've recently been seeing, like, in a campaign and stuff, you you bring up something 10 years ago. It's 10 years ago. Like, who cares, like, what that person does now? It's not now. It's not what happened 10 years ago. You're trying to, like, help the country, like, for the future today. Not not 10 years ago, because that was 10 years ago. Well, one of the problems I see with that is people do in the past. Yeah. <laughs> well, like... They'll judge you on what you did in your past. They won't. They won't care. They won't be like, "Oh, yeah, he did. It was a mistake." I mean, yeah, I've made mistakes too, but they're still gonna judge you on that. And if it's if you're an important person in the world, they're really gonna hammer you hard with it. They're not gonna leave any room for mistake. Mistake. Immediately. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and that's just what what society has become today. It's become what can I get you with today or something like? What did you do in the past that? You're ashamed of or something, but that's well, what it is. The reason I brought up the whole um, avatar with a, a Facebook, I'm pretty sure, I know that with you looking at colleges, uh, if you guys are looking at colleges, do you realize that um, deans of schools, professors, um, coaches, um, for your teams now, um, your employees, all of them go to Facebook to see what you've been writing and 
um, you can even be judged by what people have written on your page that you've allowed to stay. Yeah, through the treacherous college application process over the winter. Um, when our cast came, they, one of the first things they told us was take everything off of Facebook that you don't want. And my older brother did this when he applied for colleges, and I did the same thing. Is I just took my last name off of Facebook, you know. I know colleges can still find me, but I wanted to make it hard. Not that I think I have anything on there, but you never know after years of having a Facebook, you know. Some colleges find it really offensive even if you, like, swear on Facebook or if some pictures are considered to have too much nudity in them, even if they're not yours. So That's a very good point. It's really hard to monitor that, but it's something that needs to be done. I don't think we do enough um, house cleaning on our social media. I think we just let things lie, and then when all that garbage piles up, all of a sudden you're trying to get a position. We um, actually knew somebody who was trying to get a, um official position, government position, and they went to their Facebook, and it had been, went back like two, three years, and a comment that somebody else made on their page that had racial, um, what's it? Slurs. Well, it was more of a innuendos to it. Yeah. caused them not to get the job. It wasn't even anything they had said. Wow. Jeez. They had just allowed it to stay on the page. That's horrible. That's horrible. Because you're getting into the job. Horrible. Like, what's horrible? People. <laughs> we are bad, bad yeah, people. Yeah, for that specific person trying to get the job, like, he was, it's someone else that did it. Like, I don't know why. I just think, I think it's just wrong for I just, I don't know. I feel like people kind of feel like, that shouldn't be like a factor though because yeah. it's their personal life like who is to say that it should control how it affects their jobs or their careers or like their education you know like we are, we're, I feel like we're entitled to the right to be able to say what we want free country right? we are entitled but can you think of a reason why um, they why a, another institution would be concerned with what's on your Facebook yeah we are yeah like their yeah. image, you could say, that they, yeah, they want to perceive name. to the world. Mm-hmm. Um, if they hire this one guy, and you can say that parties all the time instead of, like, you know, the hard, diligent work that gets this thing done and all that good stuff. But uh, I don't know. Complicated, you can say. So, okay, let's put this into a live scenario. If um, there's a new kid that comes to school, and the first three days he goes and he's hanging out with, I don't even know what you guys would call him now, the potheads. Yeah. yeah. And okay. and you don't know anything about this kid, and right. you see him hanging out with the pothead. What are your conclusions? Are you going to go try to make friends with them because they're new, or are you going to avoid them like the plague? I'm going to like assume that he's already made friends and just let him let him be on his yeah. happy little way. <laughs> That's a big word. You're going to assume, aren't you? Yeah. So when well, you look at Facebook and you look at the the things that you have on it and and your interactions with people, people make assumptions because right. we're lazy. Yeah. Now, on the backstory, if you find out that this kid was new to the school and the only person he knew at that school was his cousin, who happened to be a pothead. Right. It completely changes your perspective on it. You're you're damned by association. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's something to consider when you're when you're dealing with your social media. You. you we need to learn to look past the just we see and maybe start to ask some of those questions. And uh, understanding most people are not going to look past what they see, right. read into how you're going to be perceived, because it is. It is like a um, a, a little mini version of you. Yeah, but, yeah that will never change, I don't think, in my, uh, my belief. Um, as always, in your guys' generation and our generation, there's always going to be cliques. 
like it's just it's just how it is. Whether it's like you know a person for a long time, or you do the same sports, or you do the same activity, there's always going to be clicks. Even in the real world, there's clicks. There's a certain group of people you hang out, and there's a certain group you, like you try to avoid. So like it's just it's just part of life. Back in the day, you probably had the exact same thing on like who you wanted to associate with yourself. So in all in all, it is actually you are what really you how you perceive yourself. It's it's how you perceive yourself. It's not what you are inside so much as it is your outside. So if you want to be perceived as one thing outside, um, then you go with that. And then if you truly believe that that's what you want to do, that's what you do. If you're like faking, if you're faking trying to be like this one person, like you're trying to be like this all popular girl, like all this like thing, but inside you're really this like career that like you want to get your grades done. You're not worried about like, I don't know what you guys were like nail polish or like or, or with the new trend of clothes or something like that or the new hot like singer like on like on the tracks now. But it's like, it's, it's how you perceive yourself outside that makes people say it's like what you are inside that makes you who you are, but it's all outside like how how it makes you because other people perceive you on the outside and the inside until you really get to know the person, then you get to see their inside. That's true. So, so when you're out there being social, it's probably safe to say that you want to identify how you want people to perceive you, and then yeah. make sure that how you want them to perceive you is what you're portraying. Yeah. Yeah. Game. It is. Yeah, it's, like a, it's like a game. It's a <laughs> Everything's game. like a game. Um, what about your clothes? Oh. How do you, what do you feel? I mean, I know that clothing has, in some areas, it has more importance than it did in the, the past generations and and less. It seems to be the, the extremes. What do you feel like clothes say about people? Do you think it's more the clothes that they wear or how they wear them that creates perception? Both. Both. Yeah. I think you can buy something if you don't like. Let's for instance, like you're a uh, you're like the middle class, for instance, and then you see like the upper class like wearing certain clothes. You can wear you can wear those clothes, but if you don't wear them in the fashion that they wear them, then they won't see you as like their equal. They see you as like oh like a like a wannabe, you could say. So like you'd have to be. In the know and know what, like how you wear it and what you buy, basically. I think I, th- I think that's how it is. I think it's more of how you wear it. I know a couple of girls at our school who shop at Goodwill, but have the best style that I've ever seen. Um, how how do you like even like picture that in your head? And then I know some girls who wear cute stuff, but women's size is too small and don't wear tights, and it's freezing outside. And it, I think it's more of how you wear it. You can take almost anything, almost anything. There are some things you just can never wear, but I think people need to like how they dress needs to be based around what they look good. Like, I mean, I would go wear skinny jeans because I don't look good skinny jeans. <laughs> like, I'm not gonna throw on skinny jeans, a V-neck T-shirt, and pants because that, that's not who I am, and that's you now I'm not, I'm not gonna. Experiment that or anything, and like, it's just it, it. It should be how you feel in your clothes. Like, if that's what I felt comfortable in, then yeah, I guess you see that a bit. But take it and own it. Yeah, you you shouldn't have to like try to wear clothes with the people around you. Like, that's not how I see it. That's an interesting point. I had I had um, a little here to if you're trying to get into certain socials, you would want to educate yourself on what they're wearing so that yeah. you don't walk in and and make yourself stand out and not feel uncomfortable. But then again, you're 
choosing to go into that social circle. It's a choice you're making. Yeah. Gotta love it. Okay. Let's see here. Let's move on to socially acceptable and unacceptable. This one's brought to you by Cascade Ice, only to calories, one of our sponsors tonight. Uh, for those of you who are listening to the show afterwards, uh, when we do live broadcasts, just like with our other show, um, we're very fortunate to have sponsors that give us product that you get to enjoy. Um, in our swag bags this week, we have product from Nordstrom's, um, Bellevue Nordstrom's Cosmetics, um, Galaza Energy Drinks, Cascade Ice, Pop Chips, Kind Bars. Um, so we've got some great sponsors. When you get a chance and you happen to show up, grab one of these bags and, and make sure to go on and do the politically correct and etiquette to go in and thank some of the sponsors for for being so kind and let them know that you like what it is they have. If you don't like it, keep that to yourself. <laughs> okay, so socially acceptable. I brought this one up because I think a lot of people have a hard time with this. Uh, mostly because of ego. Personally, I don't like to be wrong. So I work hard to put myself in a position where I don't feel like I'm wrong. But Yes, I'm always wrong. Thank you. Uh, But I think our society has also put us in a position where we don't feel comfortable making mistakes. So the socially acceptable thing that I had down here was it is okay to be wrong. Um, We're humans, and as such, we're going to make mistakes. if you do make mistakes, try to, and, and you see somebody make a, make a mistake, try to um, be gracious and allow them uh, the room to, their, if it was a mistake against you, apologize for it or help them to correct the mistake instead of being so judgmental. I think a lot of times the reason people are insecure is because everybody jumps on them. People, reality TV shows, people love to point out all them, everybody does. Oh, yeah. And what do you guys think? Do you think that if people were less likely to jump on you when you make mistakes, do you think you would take more risks? Uh, I kind of think it depends on the person, just in terms of like how willing they are to kind of put themselves out there, like out of the box. Because there are some people where their mindset is like, I have to be right all the time. It's not really like in terms of like the social effect on them. Because I don't know. I just think it depends on the person. Could be. Yeah, and kind of like how you're raised or because uh, you get a lot of stuff from your parents. They learn a lot through the years and your teachers or professors or mentors or what have you. But, um, yeah, I think I think it's good to take risks in doing things because then you know what works and doesn't work and then you move from there. But if you just stay secluded and just do whatever is right, you don't really learn anything. You don't really gain anything. You don't have that pleasure in saying, oh, I actually did this. You know, I failed all these previous times and I actually created something, or I, and I made this happen. I made business work, or I fixed this math problem, or whatever, whatever it is. So, yeah, I think it's having to do how you were raised. And also, I think it's mostly that, how you raised and how you want yourself to be, yourself to be the person who lives life to the voice or someone who's like safe and like sits on the sidelines and guarantees that he or she gets a seat in the like the sidelines you could say to be metaphoric you can say. But uh, yeah. Interesting. Interesting point of view, I like that. Okay, how do you feel about people um who announce when they're here? They go into a room and they announce it. What do you think of that? I don't know if yeah. I've ever really experienced that. 
I have one, and um, if everyone knew you, they'd come say hi. <laughs> uh, I don't know. You can go. Oh, okay. I kind of feel like it's, again, like this, kind of like, like bringing back to Facebook. I have the same kind of like, when people update their status all the time, or like when they announce that they're in their room, it's like, okay, congratulations. <laughs> Let me go bake you a batch of cookies or something. <laughs> Uh, for me, I think it's like the context. Like, I guess if you go out of your sit, like you're at a party, you're having a good time, and then someone walks in, oh, I'm here. Like, I don't know. I see it's kind of like funny. <laughs> you came in here and shouted. I think it's kind of funny. But if it's like in this random place where it's like, someone just says like, oh, I'm here, like in a library, for instance. Like, what are you, what are you doing? What like why are you here? Like, <laughs> like what do we like, need to know? Doing? Like, stop. I don't so even know if I'd say that. Walk out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'd even say that. It would I think it would be just so weird at a party. Like thinking of that makes me think of in movies when like the hot girl walks in the door and the wind freezes and everyone stops and looks. It's just so awkward and unnatural. You don't just you're not just like, Hey, I'm here guys. It's just like maybe you see your friend and you're like, Hey but other than that it's maybe yeah, you don't see that when it's are. not that hot girl and the wind isn't blowing it uh not feeling it. <laughs> Okay, um, I guess there's a lot of these things that possibly you guys just don't deal with yet, and it's interesting as we get into some of the older demographics, I have to wonder what at what point some of these come into play, like people who um, find the need to talk down about other, talk down to other people to make themselves feel better. Do you guys see a lot of that? Depends on the person. Well, all of it depends on the person. Oh, yeah, no, 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 no. Hear me out. Hear me out. <laughs> um, like, is the person who is beating down one person just doing it for fun, or did that person that you mean, person is that it, is getting, it like, harassed, mm-hmm. it, like, did something to them? Like, I, I think, like, oh, so like an saying... eye for an eye, if you could. Okay. Like, if it's just a guy, just, like, just this, like, lonely kid in the corner or something, just this, like, random guy, and you just start, like, going off on him, like, what are you, like, what are you trying to prove? Are you trying to prove, like, something, like, you, like, stop? To be honest, yeah. Just stop. Like, you're, you're not, you're not doing anything. Yeah, like, just, just do it yeah. to you. <laughs> but I think it's, yeah, if you have, like, a reason for it, then I think it's acceptable because you could say that he had it come, and you could say, like, oh, karma could do that, but if he offended you in any way, I think you have the right to go back at him. You're not going to say, you're not just going to, unless you want to be the person that takes it, and then you're, you're like, oh, I could take that, like, it's okay. Or you just don't care. Yeah. Like, yeah. I gotcha. If you don't care or whatever. I am definitely that kid. Water a duck's back. What? Water off a duck's back. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, it's been interesting. <laughs> How do you guys feel? I mean, what do you guys feel like um, talking about some of this stuff is going to make, any, uh, make a difference? Do you think being a, do you think it creates any awareness? Um, I feel like it might, yeah. Like I'm not. I don't think we're gonna reach like hundreds of thousands of millions of people. You maybe know? not now. Maybe, maybe not now. Maybe, maybe not now. Maybe like in a month to be on show. Possibly yeah. like a big one, like a like Fox or something. We all talk about this. We have LB right here talking to us, giving us topics. That'd be fun. That'd be fun. I'm down. Oh, but I yeah, I think this is a good idea. I think we can go far with it. Well, cool. Well, thank you for being a part of it. I know that uh, you guys were pretty much all instrumental in creating the show. Um, I want to thank our sponsors again real quick, uh, Pop Chips, Kind Bars, Galaza Energy Drinks, Lucky Strike, um, Bellevue Nordstrom's, Cascade Ice, 
uh, and we've got some others coming on board. So um, you guys have a month. We're going to be chatting about some very specific topics on the next show. So everybody look for us on Facebook. We do have a page that we'll all be able to update and keep people um, apprised of things that are going on that are socially acceptable and unacceptable. So everybody have a great night. It was great talking to you. You too. Yeah, you too. Thank you for having us. Ciao, guys. Ciao.